Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere to take great pride in their role and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My guests are Rupesh Bambwani and Stephen Kennedy. Rupesh is the founder of Cool Dads Club, which is a social organization to help dads connect globally so they can share experiences and find answers to challenges they face. Stephen Kennedy is the founder of Prepare Foundation and Birthing Dads. Stephen is an expert on preparing and training dads for the birth experience before, during, and after. Rupesh and Stephen, thank you so much both for being on the program. Lovely to be here, man. Thank you, Jonathan. Pleasure to be here. We like to keep to our tradition as much as possible and always start off with a dad joke. So, Rupesh, what is your dad joke? So, a turtle is crossing the road uh, when he's mugged by two snails. Uh, when the police ask him what happened, uh, the shaken turtle replies, I don't know. It all happened too fast. <laughs> <laughs> I got one for you. Um, what do you call someone with no body or nose? What's that? What do you call them? Well, nobody knows. Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you nailed it, man. <laughs> you definitely nailed it. Yes. It's always so fun to start things off with a good laugh. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, I know dad's listening and definitely enjoy it. Let's get into some really interesting topics today. I want to cover uh, specifically the birth experience for dads globally. So I brought these two experts on the program just to get into a really interesting discussion and maybe understand what's going on in the world and just see where some of the needs are and then just get a little bit of an education and a taste on what resources are available for dads globally. So we're going to start with our first question. What does the support system look like for new dads before, during, and after a birth in Australia and India? And how does it compare with the rest of the world? Well, uh, Australia is quite similar to a lot of the Western democracies uh, in the world. Uh, so included there is the US, UK, Canada, New Zealand, uh, you know, even the Scandinavian countries. Uh, but the Scandinavian countries seem to support fathers a lot more effectively than what we do in the US, the UK and Australia. Uh, If you look at the worldwide research into this topic, men are really struggling with the transition to fatherhood and having to attend birth. So in those countries uh, like UK and Canada and Australia, there's like over 90%. In Australia, it's greater than 96% of First-time fathers, fathers uh, in general will be at the, the birth of their children, but they're not really given much preparation uh, that's targeted to them. So they might attend an antenatal education class, but often that is geared necessarily, <laughs> let's face it, necessarily geared towards uh, the experience of the woman and not really meeting the needs of modern fatherhood. Uh, a study in Australia recently found that that's one of the things that it found, that that the reproductive health system in Australia was not meeting the needs of modern fatherhood. And so I do think there's a long way to go in supporting men. And I do think 
if we did that more effectively, we might have better outcomes for families if we could support uh, fathers, they're better able to support themselves and their families during like the perinatal period. And the perinatal period is the period from conception through to about one year old. So that's a really crucial time for the growth and development of children, as we know. And it's a crucial time for couples, new parents, and it's really important that they are prepared and they can uh, meet the demands of, of new children and also the demands of relating to each other post-birth. And I think that there's some real ground, you know, we, we need to cover a bit more ground there in preparing uh, parents, uh, particularly first-time parents, for that transition into parenthood because the, the, the relationship challenges are quite significant and they do need to be given a little bit of help to understand that it's it's going to be tough and that first that first year is very difficult and people need to be you know I need to understand that as they as they go into this sometimes blind unfortunately so that's what I would you know answer for for your first question there Jonathan Rupesh what do you think um so uh, if you if you look at india um uh, the culture that we come from uh, that is more geared towards uh, staying together as a family um, this is something which has been going for you know generations altogether um, most of the families in india they live together which means that uh, as a as a man when you get married um, you are already staying with your mom and dad uh, and when your wife comes along and you become a father um, many a times, um, the responsibility of uh, looking after the child or uh, even taking your wife for a hospital visit um, is something that uh, the, the man's parents actually, you know, look after. Um, that obviously is changing now because I think I would like to break it down into, you know, two, two parts out here. One is the modern fathers who are wanting to get more involved uh, during the pre-birth, during the birth and after the birth as well. Um, that's also happening because most of the modern dads are now uh, living away from their parents. Uh, so they do have to uh, take up the responsibility of getting involved you know, as much as possible. Um, but what, what, what also happens is, um, uh, again, this is more of a cultural thing that when uh, someone's wife becomes pregnant, uh, many a times uh, the, the wife goes and stays with her mom. Um, so her mom actually starts uh, looking into her, uh, you know, needs for nutrition, um, you know, doctor's visits, emotional support, so on and so forth. Um, and because of that, uh, many fathers are not present in the journey of the pre-birth. Um, and because of that, uh, a lot of dads also stay disconnected, um, which then impacts how you bond with your children going, going forward. Um, these roles are obviously changing because I think... Uh, for, for lack of a better word, uh, India, you know, does try to ape the, the Western civilization and looks at it as a, as a very cool, you know, culture. Um, but I think fundamentally, it's important to realize that uh, being present during 
um, uh, the, the, the pre-birth, the birth and post the birth is uh, very critical uh, for fathers to actually develop those bonds because we, we have to realize that, you know, fathers are not the ones who are carrying the baby for nine months. So they are not emotionally involved. They may be physically present, but the emotional bonding can only happen if you are present with your wife during all these three stages. Um, so it's 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 kind of changing right now, um, but I think there's a lot of work that still needs to be done to uh, make sure that you know dads get involved during all these three stages. There is a lot of misunderstanding in the bonding pro- process and the need for for dads to connect at that level. So that becomes, um, maybe I'll just use the word, go ahead and use the word excuse, uh, for dads just not to be involved because they just don't see, uh, they don't see it actually accomplishing anything because, well, it's just a baby. All it does Mm. is, is, uh, is cry and, and uh, make a mess and whatever. It's, it doesn't really do anything per se. And so we don't really, we may not see a purpose in that and Mm. actually, spending that time in bonding, but the science is actually starting to come around and prove that it is actually, it it does something. There is a, a bond that gets created early on. And the sooner you start to create that bond, it does, it does make things a lot easier for you in the long run. And I personally experienced that with my own boys, uh, putting the time in early absolutely matters. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think, um, uh, you know, I, I have this one single message, you know, for, for all the fathers out there. If you are desirous to, um, uh, you know, bond with your children, if there is an intent and desire, uh, uh, get involved early. Absolutely. So what role does culture play in the support or lack of support for dads? Are they receiving less support or more? And is, it, is the culture changing for dads? Stephen, you want to go and take that one? When it comes to culture, I, I really do believe that that is actually at the crux of, of the engagement of dads and the it's where the biggest work is to be done. So men, I guess, a lot of my work is trying to convince men that they have a role during the perinatal period and that role begins at conception. A lot of the guys I kind of, when I first started in this work, they would say to me, oh, I don't have a role until the baby's in my arms, right? And I would say, actually, no, that's, that couldn't be further from the truth. You've got a role during pregnancy and you've got a role, you know, during birth, you've got a role during the first year, uh, you know, you've got an ongoing role from conception and our society our, or our culture tends to negate that role or is still, I, I'd like to think of it as, as we're in a transition zone. So... 50 years ago, men started to engage in family life a lot more. And and one of the points that really marks a difference there is the the attendance at birth. So in the 1970s in Australia, early 1970s, actually it's the 50th anniversary of of a man turning up to birth uh, in Australia. So it's 50 years ago, men started to turn up to birth and that actually facilitated the beginning of of what I call a dad illusion. It's, it's a revolution in fatherhood where men, you know, we used to just have to be the protector, the disciplinarian, the pr- provider. You know, we were stoic and strong as fathers. But now we've, the, the job description has actually expanded a lot. 
We're now there for birth support. We're now there for emotional support. We're there for uh, behaviour regulation. We, you know, we, we spend triple the time with our kids as we did in the 70s. But I, I, I don't think our society has kind of kept pace with that, that dadolution. And I think that we're in that transition between uh, the unfortunate Homer Simpson kind of trope for fatherhood as opposed to, you know, the David Beckhams or, you know, the Chris Hemsworth, the, the connected and involved dad. So I think culture does play a massive part. And I think that, like I say, culture doesn't, it doesn't change overnight. And it's going to take a little while for the dadolution to continue and our culture to recognise fathers as nurturing and tender and loving, you know, and, and that at the moment is becoming the norm. And I do think that, that men, uh, you know, allow that masculine, the dad figure, their masculinity is kind of paused somewhat. Uh, uh, you know, there's, there's not that, that, you know, that macho-ness around when you, you know, you get a free pass uh, is what I, what I think as far as masculinity is concerned when it comes to being, being tender and, and nurturing with your children. So, you know, I think all it's all a matter of just continuing to plug away and to to do our best as fathers and to you know to put our hands up and say well actually no I'm not babysitting today I'm actually caring for my child uh, you know and those things that we we face in our society where people will say oh you're a good dad you know you're at the playground or something and uh, you're being you know looking after them and the, and you tend to find that there's a little bit of uh, I guess dads get a a better kind of they get a lot of praise for the stuff that other that women might just you know do routinely so yeah we've got a bit of a way to go but we'll get there it, it is a hard fight and the stereotype battles still happen here uh which is, is which is really really sad because it puts the u.s behind the curve i mean i've just seen little bits of of what's going on in Australia. And Australia already seems way ahead of the curve. They're having discussions already at the government level. Uh, it's quite impressive what's going on. Oh yeah, but we're still, we still think that a lot more could be done because when you, when you look at it from, from a social impact kind of perspective and looking at the family's well-being, not having the father in, you know, involved in those early days for the bonding that we've already discussed and the attachment that's counterintuitive to family well-being, and I think over over the next couple of decades, we're going to look back on this time and think, "What we we sent men back to work immediately after birth? That's a bit crazy, isn't it? <laughs> that, that's that's not right." At the moment in Australia, you get two weeks, and they're about to actually change that up a, a lot more. And in the in the Scandinavian countries, look, they're all, always really ahead of the curve when it comes to social issues. Uh, you know, fathers and mothers get mm -hmm. a a similar amount they don't they don't define a primary carer which is what has just been removed here so you know in australia we always had a primary carer which often would be the woman the birthing person whereas uh it, you know now they've removed that and in the scandinavian countries they've had that removed for quite a while so it doesn't actually matter who's looking after the child they they get the leave so it could be the father or the mother and i think that that's a really progressive attitude you know, going forward, if, if, if men want to put their hand up to do those, you know, that early caring role. Moms seem to be very connected with other moms socially. This not only applies locally, but 
globally as well. I would argue that they're far more connected with each other than dads are with other dads. Why is this? And and why would it be so important for dads to be just as connected? I think uh, what I've noticed with, with men is at the moment, and again, this is another transition, but at the moment we parent in silos. So we don't necessarily, you know, the man, the man who lives next door might have a toddler and you've got a toddler, but your toddler has tantrums about X, Y, and Z. And you think that it's your fault or that it's the toddler's fault. When in fact, uh, the neighbor's kid is, is having tantrums about X, Y, and Z as well, but you just don't have the, the language mm-hmm. or the, uh, the, the freedom to, to be able to discuss that just yet. It is happening online. I've found that there's some groups online that are starting to reach out and be, have meaningful conversations about, about caring for children and, and, and stuff. But there is also this kind of stoic nature of men, which is kind of inherent that, you know, we're well known to not ask for directions. There are, is, does anyone know that one? You know, like you're lost. Thank God for Google. Right? We never we, we never get lost now, right? But um, back in the yeah, past, it's mean. like you're sitting there and your wife's saying, let's just pull over. I'll ask this person for directions. No, I'm not pulling over. No, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So, look, I think there's a bit of that in there too. And it's like we're just going to blaze this trail because I want to do this myself. I want to make sure, you know, I do think that that's – and that's the detriment to, to our children sometimes because – they're, they're not getting the full the full wisdom of of men and that's why my my work is about defining the role of dads writing that beginning time so that they can start to share wisdom amongst each other because it re- is really important for them to get get connected so that we can actually start really having conversations about the things that matter to the growth and development of children and uh, that's another de-stressor if, if you know that the guy next door is managing tamper, tantrums over X, Y, and Z, you'll just, you'll, there's a big relief in that. And, and, you know, you'll take a little bit of solace to just kind of say, ah, oh, right, that's actually just a universal human experience. It's not just my fault or my child's fault. So that's, that's how important it is for guys to begin to have those conversations. And, and again, I think that will come. It will come. Rupesh, what do you think? Um, so, um, you know, if, if you look at there are there are a lot of you know communities out there which um, which uh, get moms to engage with each other um, online, offline, both. Um, and I have seen you know some of those communities because my 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 wife is obviously part of you know some of these moms groups out there. You know, these are non-judgmental platforms, right? Where no mom judges another mom for whatever that has happened to them or whatever they're going through. Um, you know, dads are connected socially, um, but what happens is they don't do the dad talk. It's it's very rare that you will find two people, you know, sitting down for a dinner and, you know, talking about their, their children or their domestic issues mm. um, or how to raise mm-hmm. children. Uh, they may catch up for a beer as well. They may play sports, but the dad talk does not happen. They do catch up socially. So I think the, the kind of fundamental problem lies in uh, again the generational baggage that dads you know carry with them that i'm not supposed to talk about you know my children and their development because 
my dad never did that and uh, if you if you talk about uh, you know children and the issues and the development challenges uh, you may be seen as a weaker sex um so the dad talk does not happen because of a lot of these uh, conditioned messages that have you know uh, infiltrated in their minds from from many years ago um that's why i think it's so important to actually create uh, and enrich these dad communities um where people can actually share with each other their learnings their experiences as you know steven said there's a lot of wisdom out there um you know but those platforms need to be non judgmental those platforms need to be uh, free flowing uh, and we are we are seeing the same thing happening in the cool dads club that i run out here in india that uh, uh, because dads when they share something nobody's making a joke out of it you know nobody's trying to laugh it off everything is taken on a face value and dads are feeling far more uh, comfortable uh to open up and share things which they would otherwise not do with even their closest buddies even though they know them for many years um so having that non judgmental platform which provides comfort to dads i think is the is the first step where uh dads can actually do the talk how can dads listening get a hold of you and learn more about what you are both doing well i've got a couple of websites uh the once so i run a registered charity here in australia called the prepare foundation and and i also run a social enterprise called birthing dads so the prepare foundation has a website www.prepare.org.au and birthing dads and we're just about to release a i think i think it's actually probably the world's most comprehensive suite of resources for first time fathers to help them understand you know what's what's coming and that that's that can be found on www.birthingdads.com.au uh on social media i'm uh, at birthing dads and also at prepare foundation on instagram and i'm also on facebook with birthing dads and you can also look me up on linkedin as well steven kennedy is my name and uh yeah love to connect with anyone and everyone Rupesh what about you um so uh, we we as a community of cool dads club um, are uh, active on um, uh, facebook we are active on linkedin uh, at both the places uh, you know dads can look up for cool dads club um and if they want to join the whatsapp platform as well uh, where most of the dads engage on a daily basis um you could get a link from uh, either the the linkedin page or or the facebook page and you could join the whatsapp group as well from there i'm also going to make things easy as well so if you go to the fatherhoodchallenge.com that's the fatherhoodchallenge.com and you go to this episode and you go to the episode description below the description i will place all the links that you just heard so it'll all be in one place and you can just click on it and it'll take you to right right to where you're trying to go as we wrap up, what is your challenge for dads? Um, I think uh, uh, dads should actually start, uh, you know, cracking more jokes uh, for, for their kids. <laughs> I think that's something where you know a lot of dads are quite poor at it. You know, I have been poor as well, but I'm trying to pick up a little bit now. <laughs> If you go to Cool Dads Club, Rupesh is a regular. for dad jokes. Uh, so if you need a really good laugh for the day to get you going, um 
or if you need a good dad joke to go tell your kids, that is a great source to get some really good ones. I love that page. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a challenge challenge for the dads out there too. Um, Maybe it's too, it's a, it's a two prong challenge. I think uh, as dads, as men, we often want to, we want to solve the problem. So I want to say to them with your small children, try and let them solve the problem. So don't step in and say, this is how you turn the screw or this is what you do next or this is hold off until they're struggling and then, and then offer some help if they, if they, if they put their hand up and say, Oh, can you help me daddy? I think that's a, that's a key one for me. And also with your partner, sometimes just listen, you don't always have to solve all the problems of the world. You know, I, what I've found is, is sometimes just listening and just saying, all right, do you want me to do anything about it? Or, you know, or instead of actually jumping to action and trying to solve it, because men, we, we get, everyone gets a hormonal reward when we solve someone's mm-hmm. problem. But uh, I think we've got to, we've got to resist that temptation sometimes. So. Steven, I think I'm going to take up on that challenge because, you know, that's an issue that I face. Uh, I, I do exactly the same with my wife. Uh, I just jump to solve the problems and many times she just comes back and says, you know what, just listen to me. I don't want you solving problems all the time. <laughs> I've been guilty of that too. I've done the exact same thing. It's such this, it's a knee jerk reaction. And yeah, my wife's literally told me like that she, sometimes she just wants me to just listen. And so I, yeah. yeah, we think we know all the answers, don't we, sometimes? And then the, the advice you gave about uh, letting your children sometimes figure it out. Um, again, it goes the, against the grain of, of, of what we want to do in our knee-jerk reaction. But, man, that actually, if we can resist that urge, it makes a lot of sense. If we let them try to figure it out, we're actually teaching them problem-solving skills sometimes by not doing anything. That's right. They have to pile on those neurons, you know, especially when they're really young. They're piling on neuro connections constantly, thousands per second. And if you you can just, yeah, resist, uh, you know, solving the little issue, the little problem, let them do it, then, yeah, their brain is, is functioning more effectively. And I think that's really positive for everyone. Well, we are running out of time, but it has been a wonderful discussion, a lot of fun. So, Stephen, Rupesh, thank you both for taking the time to come on the Fatherhood Challenge. Wonderful. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for tuning in so late, mate. Um, you know, that we did this across three continents. So, well done to you for finding a, an applicable time. Yeah, thank you, Jonathan. You know, it's, it's always a pleasure. I think it's just so much fun. And I think it is very enriching to have these conversations, you know, not just for us who are on your show, um, but also I think for the dads out there who are looking at direction, who are looking at advice, uh, I think the work that you're doing in this space is quite commendable. And the fact that you are still up at, you know, I think it's 4 a.m. out there in the U.S. right now, you know, it's, it's exactly quite something. So great one, Jonathan. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com.